Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. I don't think there's a value system that is about leaving reality. It's all about being with what is. Whatever you think is, is. You want to be with it, right? So when you're worrying about the future, you're not doing that. And that's the moment where you want to ask the question, who am I if I'm not worrying about the future? Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Most people spend an inordinate amount of energy avoiding being wrong, lying, arguing, deflecting, excuse-making, etc. The irony is that being wrong is one of the best things that can happen to you because it's the moment you learn something totally new that can radically change your life. What if after listening to this podcast, you could celebrate every time you discover you were wrong? What if? It takes some practice, but it could change your life and put you on the fast track to growth because being wrong is the passage to being right more of the time. Keep listening to find out more. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast. For more information about the many benefits of clear and open membership and how to get the help you need in conversations like this, as well as access to powerful online courses, please go to clearandopen.com. Thanks so much for listening. Let's dive in. insert knowledge, skill, and awareness conversation here, right? You see, this is why people like additive knowledge so much. Show me more, give me more power and information without ever making me feel wrong. Oh, okay. Well, then you can get more information, but you'll never get more aware. This is the bind I'm always in, in in marketing, right? Because the, the single best way to alienate a customer is to make them feel wrong. And yet that's the most powerful thing I can deliver. (laughs) right so i'm always sort of tiptoeing around and i try to keep it light but really the best thing you can do for yourself is love being wrong i love that i was wrong about being a truck owner i'm so i'm getting to pick it up at 5 30 tonight i hardly slept last night i was so excited i was completely (laughs) wrong about it i drove down my road one last time in you know whatever my friend's maui cruiser is of you know some 2002 sedan with six inches of clearance navy and i'm thinking about oh and the tires on this truck are are a little bit oversized too i forgot to mention that so and and they come out a little bit like that's barely legal too they come out like an inch (laughs) that's a leaf i think they're yeah so yeah this is what i'm driving i mean i it's i want to fall down laughing (laughs) are you going to get a ticket for any of this stuff i could what are you going to do then? Well, this is the funniest thing. They're like, because there's in, in Hawaii, there's safety inspections you got to do once a year. And they check things like window tint and whether the tires come out. And, and she's telling me about it. Um, and she's like, yeah, I just go to like some of the seedier places in Wailuku and roll the windows all the way down so they don't see the tint. Right? Brady right? <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. So that's one step. And she's <laughs> like, yeah, and if they hassle you about the, uh, the the tires coming out, she's like, I just once installed some like garden siding inside the wheel well to make the wheel wells go out more. Wow. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> this is completely beyond the self-image of Joseph Shapiro. Like Joseph is going to be hiding his extended extended axles. Like wow, that'll hey, be Joseph, a new. You should you should hire her to take it to the inspection every year. I might. I might. I'm, yeah. I think both of you should go, and we would like to go with you. Live <laughs> broadcast. Like How I said, the next few months is going to be really fun. I know, right? For all of us. And so, <laughs> and so, but notice how I could be relating to all this in a completely different way. Oh man, it's got an illegal tint, and the 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 axles extended, and um, you know it might not pass inspection, and that's going to take more time, right? All of that's available too. That would be the shadows relationship to it, instead of like, wow, I have no idea what's going to happen. This will be kind of an adventure. It's, it's a fork in the road at any moment in facing the unknown. And stress comes from like, and I've noticed it, like the thought comes up like, oh man, what's going to happen six months from now when I have to do the safety inspection? Every time I see a truck with the, where the wheels come out too far, my mind goes, see, that's what you're going to have. What are you going to do? The fact is they don't really enforce that anymore so much. You can tell just by walking you know, down the road, you see them everywhere. And why am I worrying about that sixth thing that's going to happen six months from now? That's, and then here's the question. When you're worrying about something, when you're having an emotional reaction, right? Because I see, I see somebody else's truck where the wheels come out from the wheel wells. And I think, oh, I'm going to have to deal with that. Oh, what will I do? What might happen? Oh, I might have to go back and might have to modify it or whatever. And, now, and then I'm feeling fear and stress and angst about it. But that's not happening now. You see, that's not in reality. Those are the moments where you can go, okay, I'm having an, uh, an emotional reaction to a virtual reality future. A virtual reality future. I'm not in reality. I'm sinning against God. I, I'm saying that kind of playfully, but that's what it is. I am not, I've departed the present. I am no longer abiding with a law insert your value system here. You're out of reality. I don't think there's a value system that is about leaving reality. It's all about being with what is. Whatever you think is, is. You want to be with it, right? So when you're worrying about the future, you're not doing that. And that's the moment where you want to ask the question. Interesting question to to do there is like, who am I if I'm not worrying about the future? Sometimes to interrupt those thought patterns, I'll just look around. What's happening? Oh, look at the way the wind's moving in that tree. That's happening now. Oh, I notice my hands are a little warm. Oh, I, know, I notice my breath is a little shallow. What's happening now? That's, what's, uh, that's why most meditation starts with attention on the breath or the body in some way, because the body is forever present. The body can't be in the past, nor can it be in the future. It's right here, right now. Always, always, always. So body sensations. This is one of the reasons why exercise is really helpful to get out of your mind because the body is in the present. So the main thing is just to be really curious about the micro ways in which you depart reality and just learn to love that process. It's totally okay. We're, we're all departing reality many, many moments a day. What's the problem? It's only a problem if your shadow thinks they have to defend it. I'd I'm paying attention. I didn't miss anything. I'm in reality. <laughs> really? All the time? 
You don't miss anything at all. The only thing you have to lose is your self-image, which wasn't real to begin with, right? In the spirit of we who like to get easy, quick fixes. <laughs> gratitude. Okay. That's the quickest way I know, the practice of gratitude. Brene Brown talks about it too. There's a lot of good data that shows that people who practice gratitude, because it's the hardest thing for the mind to fake. It gets you out of your mind and it's, it's an, it's a, it puts you into a context that automatically reframes everything. If you're really grateful, and it might sound like in the beginning, like, okay, I'm really grateful that I just destroyed $2,000 worth of car and really grateful for the process of getting to buy a new one. Like it may come out that strained at first. And that's why we call it the practice of gratitude. You just keep returning to that until you find, okay, what's good about this? What's good about this? What do I, I get to, I get to get a new car. I get to have a, in-depth conversation with an employee. Oh man, it's going to be so uncomfortable and they're probably going to make all sorts of excuses. Record scratch. You don't know a damn thing about what's going to happen. Take a breath. What's happening now? Yeah, but they're going to do this and this and the last time that happened. No, no, no. None of that's true. That's where the stress is. What if, imagine... You know, think about one of the more stressful times in your life. Maybe it's right now. Maybe it was in the past. But imagine all of the same stuff is going on on the outside. The divorce, the financial difficulties, the employees who aren't doing their job, the customers who are angry, all of the same stuff. And imagine that you're engaged. You, it calls you forth in an engaged gratitude way rather than a stress way. Just imagine that, that you're like, okay, customers got a leaky window. Let's jump on this. Grateful to have the opportunity to solve it. It's like a crossword puzzle, you know, challenging but fun. Okay. The business feels like it's struggling. Is the business struggling? What does it mean for a business to struggle? What's really happening? Well, business is requiring close attention to things like money and delivery. And okay, am I up for that? Yeah, I'm up for that. What if stress was entirely optional? Big asterisk, this is not easy. You're going to fight for it. I'm not saying you can just snap your fingers and never experience stress again. It takes a lot of work and a lot of practice. And as soon as you get it, like I popped through, it took me probably a week to, to, uh, until finally I made that shift yesterday about this truck thing and saw the stress as the illusion that it was. I earned that by pulling myself back into reality probably a thousand times and failing at it 999 times in a way and failing in the sense that it didn't produce the result that I wanted, but it's like drilling holes in the dam, right? I drilled 999 <laughs> holes in a dam, 
none of them quote unquote worked. But the last one, the dam collapsed. And then it was like, oh, this is kind of fun. What? What happened to all that stress? I guess it wasn't real. <laughs> I guess it turns out I had made it up. You mentioned uh, years ago to me about a teacher that you had, and I forget exactly what it is that he said, I have these situations too, but I, I'm able to center myself more quickly than others who may not be as practiced at it. Yeah. Basically, what we're talking about here is is uh, cultivating within ourselves the the practice and the habit of asking ourselves, or what's happening now, what's really happening, whatever the question might be, or practicing the the gratitude uh, as a way to cultivate within ourselves a way to get back to reality more quickly. Yep, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that was the founder of Aikido, Osensei Murehi Weshiba, who said, "My students think I never lose my center, and that's not so." I simply notice more quickly and return sooner. And this guy, you can see videos of him because uh, uh, he died in 1969 and he was one of the greatest martial arts, uh, martial artists in recorded history. Could do amazing. He could hold out a wooden sword like this and five people could push against it that way. You could see them leaning on it, leaning, and he could just hold it there. It'd be moving a little bit, but it would want to go like that. And he could suck the energy like a lightning rod down into his feet and into the ground and neutralize it. That was an amazing thing. So you'd think, you look at him and go, wow, this guy has attained some kind of perfection. He said, no, 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 I lose my center all the time. I just return faster. So the, one of the stories of our shadow that is one of the best ways our shadow can sabotage us is that growth evolution is some kind of attainment thing and you don't you, ha- you don't have it yet uh, and that's where we get oh there i am in the future again i shouldn't be thinking about the future no 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 that's the shadow trying to manage itself instead yay i caught myself thinking about the future shadow can't do that so really important that you don't do what the Buddhists call putting a head on your head. You, you inevitably will. I mean, even this is okay. Your shadow will try to work on him, him or herself. And then you'll realize that. And then you can stop that. My shadow was working on himself for 10 years. <laughs> now, and then there's that moment I could go, can you believe how much time I wasted? No, I just laugh about it. Yeah, I had to learn that. My shadow worked no longer than that. Up until about a year and a half ago, two years ago, my shadow was working on himself. And it took me really, really far. It was really useful. Now I can see when other people's shadows are working on themselves. Useful skill to have. So yeah, you just keep returning. You just keep returning. It's, a, it's practice, right? It's not, oh, I shouldn't have to do this. Oh, I should, my mind shouldn't wander when I'm meditating. No, no, no. You're just practicing. And then one day you'll drill the last hole. You don't get to know which hole it is. That's really what the shadow doesn't like. Well, I want to know exactly how many holes I have to drill before the dam collapses. I don't want to drill all these holes. And what if it's a waste? What if I go my whole life and drill all these holes and nothing ever happens? Yeah, that's life. You know, sometimes you don't know if your efforts are going to bear fruit. Well, I don't like that. I want it to be different. Yeah. Well, we already know about your relationship to reality, Mr. or Ms. Shadow. 
You don't care about it. It's a good thing you're not in control of my life. Don't try to get your shadow to care about reality. That's like trying to get a snail to fly. (laughs) It's your job to care about reality so it can stop. Just keep practicing. Keep practicing, keep returning, and get excited about each returning. And stay in gratitude as often as you can. What's your red truck? It's red. I didn't even say it's red. Yeah, it's red. What's your red truck? Go get it. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.